Some of you like handouts. Some of you do not like handouts. And you have one here if you like handouts. You have one here even if you don't like handouts. So, green paper. When Rochelle, my firstborn, had graduated from college and went to Indianapolis for her first job, Rose and I decided that we would get her a TV for her apartment. Actually, the way it probably went was Rose decided and I agreed with her, so that's why that works. So um, TV was uh, expensive enough that that was probably going to be her only gift. And since her younger sister, Rebecca, was home, then on the Christmas present opening day, then Rebecca would be opening several presents, trying to keep the money kind of close. And Rochelle would be twiddling her thumbs, watching her sister open the other presents. So we had this great idea for Rochelle, since she had one present, that we were going to do a treasure hunt, which means that we were going to take various places throughout the house and have three-by-five cards with clues on them. So Rebecca opened up her uh, presents, and then it was time for Rochelle to take off onto her treasure hunt. So she went to the first card and read it, and then she went to the next card and read it, and long about card four or five, Rochelle was just a bit aggravated that she had to be taking these cards going around the house. Now, I don't know why she would be thinking that. I mean, since what was written on the cards was so witty and clever. I mean, I can't imagine her being disgruntled at having to do this. Nonetheless, a card or two later, she came upon her television and was uh, pleased to have received the gift Uh, she never did express appreciation for the witty cards that she got to go through. How disappointing. Have you ever had someone give you a gift, but there were strings attached? For example, and some of you, it came to your mind automatically what the strings were and whatever the gift was, But say someone gives you $300. Oh, by the way, you need to spend this on car repairs. Or they give you $300 and say, you know, this would be great as a down payment for your house or for your rent. Or they give you $300, whatever, and says, you know, I know that you like gardening, so you can spend this on fertilizer and plants and garden tools for the summer. Now, why? Why did that not really feel like a gift that someone gave to me with all those strings attached? I remember way back when, and this was EBK, even before kids, when I had this great idea that I was going to buy for Rose clothes and make her a couple of outfits. So I went to a store over in Clarksville and spent a whole bunch of time going around and figuring out and figuring, pulling the sizes and putting all the things together. And it was just, it was an arduous 
task. Finished it up, took it home, wrapped the presents. On Christmas Day, when we were opening presents, Rose went through, opened all the gifts, and was appropriately grateful for everything I gave her. By the next weekend, she had taken everything back. I only buy clothes for Rose when my daughters tell me it's something I should get. So sometimes giving gifts is easy. Sometimes giving gifts is exasperating and difficult to do. Now, you and I know someone who is good at giving gifts, and that, of course, would be God. What he has given us, probably the best gift of all, is his son, Jesus, who came and lived in such a way that he became a perfect sacrifice so that all our sins could be forgiven and we could go to heaven. Along with that same gift of Jesus, he also, God also gave us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. And just one of the things of many that the Spirit does is that he helps us when we listen to him to make wise choices and to help us to draw closer to God. Last Sunday, I mentioned the Indianapolis Colts and they're playing together as a team. They have 11 offensive players, they have 11 defensive players, they have special teams, they have substitutes, they have coaches, they have people to do water, they have people to do all sorts of different things. But for them to win, then they need to all work together and everyone has a part to play, to be a part of the team. I also mentioned how when you and I become a Christian, then God adds us to his body of Christ. Jesus is the head of the body. He's the one in charge. And you and I have different tasks and things that we need to do in making up the different things that make God's kingdom go. Romans chapter 12, verses 4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, you and I, we know, we got all these things, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, all of us here watching online, all the Christians, wherever they are, so we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So in order for we Christians to be a healthy body of Christ, when you and I became a Christian so we would be healthy, then God gave to each of us at the time of our conversion a spiritual gift. He didn't give beforehand, he didn't give it later. Now, you might think of a spiritual gift as similar to a natural talent or an ability. And they can be, in some cases, similar to natural talents and abilities. But they don't come to us. Spiritual gifts don't come to us when we're born. They come to us when we become a Christian, and God gives them to us at that time. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now to each one, verse 7, now to each one, each Christian... The manifestation of the Spirit 
is given for the common good. Everyone has different things for the benefit of the rest of us. And so then Paul goes ahead four verses down and he's speaking of spiritual gifts to each Christian and how they're given as God's Holy Spirit determines and he, the Holy Spirit, distributes them to each one, to every Christian, just as he, the Holy Spirit, determines. I'm going to make four observations on your piece of paper, that's where that comes in, about spiritual gifts this morning. Observation number one, each Christian has at least one spiritual gift, and the Holy Spirit chooses the gift or gifts. Do you know what your spiritual gift is or what your spiritual gifts are? If you don't know, would you like to know? How does one find out what our spiritual gifts are? At the end of the message, near the end of the message this morning, I am going to make you an offer. More of that later. So let's look at some other aspects of spiritual gifts. 41 years ago, some of you are around at that time, others of you were not. So what some of us remember, what some of us have perhaps read in history books, on March the 30th, 1981, President Ronald Reagan had just left a hotel where he had been speaking to 5,000 individuals from the AFL-CIO. As he left the hotel and before he got into his car, John Hinckley Jr. attempted to kill President Ronald Reagan. Some other people were injured. The bullet went in Reagan's left lung, traveled around, did damage to the lung, and landed about an inch from his heart. He was taken to a hospital. Emergency surgery was performed. He, of course, survived and did quite well, but he didn't return back to the White House until 12 days later on August, excuse me, on April the 11th. Now, while Reagan was out of commission, things in the government just kind of went along as they had been before. I have a question. You might think it's out of left field, that's okay. Who is more important, the President of the United States or a sanitation worker? Five years after Reagan was shot, in July of that year, we will go west just a bit from Washington, D.C. and end up in the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia. Beginning around the 2nd of July, the brotherly love was not quite so abundant those days because the sanitation workers went on strike. One day, two days a week. And so at this time, around the city of Philadelphia, there were some legal places where people could tell, go and take the garbage from their house. Not everybody did that, and they just tossed it various places. Two weeks go by, the sanitation workers are still on strike. 15, 16, at the end of 18 days, when tempers are high and people are accusing other and the st city is stinking like crazy, the strike finally ends. 
So I ask again, who is more important? The President of the United States or a sanitation worker? Spiritual gift observation number two. Each Christian has a gift, and each gift is important. We're back in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 15. Now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Each Christian, every one of you that's a Christian here, has a gift. And every one of you, your gift is important. What if your spiritual gift that you have received from God is something, when you do it or use that spiritual gift, most people don't even notice you're doing something? In this photograph are my three grandchildren. The larger child is my five-year-old, Rosemary. The little girl who was born in March, her name is Raya. The little boy uh, who was born in August, excuse me, <laughs> who was born in April, his name is August. Okay, so um, how many times do you think I've heard Raya and August tell their parents, thank you for what you do in taking care of me? Do you think that even though they can't speak, that they are considering all the work that their parents do for them, and they're going in their brain, Mom and Dad, when I can talk, I am going to thank you so much because of all the work you do just for me. Is that happening? Why do you suppose Rochelle and Ryan with Raya and Rebecca and Les with August persist in loving and taking care of those two munchkins. I would suggest to you that they take care of those children because they are responsible parents and want to do what is right. Could it be that responsible Christians exercise their spiritual gifts even when no one seems to notice? 1 Peter, toward the back of the book, chapter 4, verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received, why? To serve others as faithful stewards or faithful managers of God's grace or giftings in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. 
If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Observation. Spiritual gifts number three. Responsible Christians exercise their gifts even when no one notices or thanks them. Do you do that? Do you require when you serve, when you use your spiritual gifts for someone to thank you? No, it's good that we do. But do you require that for you to continue? A man that we know later on in Scripture as the Apostle Paul, when he was not an apostle, but when he became a Christian, at the time he became a Christian, God gave to him the gift of apostleship. It's a pretty heavy-duty gift. And what Paul was to do as this apostle was that he was to be an apostle to the non-Jews, the Gentiles. His task was to preach to them and to teach them about Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3 Turn back toward Corinthians, and you're a couple books to this side of Corinthians. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. Now, since God had given this super important task and responsibility to Paul, for Paul to do this really heavy-duty thing, do you think, since this was super important, that this was easy for Paul? Since he had this really important gift God expected for Paul to do, do you think it was easy for Paul to do this? Let's see what Paul said. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So in Paul's assessment of his task, he worked harder than all the 12 other apostles. And yet at the same time that he says that, he gives credit to God and says that it was God working through him by his grace to Paul that allowed him to do that hard work. Spiritual gifts, observation number four. 
When we use our spiritual gifts, we will likely have to work hard for God. Are you good with hard work? The gifts that God has given you, if they are leading you in the direction of doing something difficult, are you willing, because God has entrusted this gift to you, are you willing to go ahead and do what the gift says? Are you willing to follow wherever the Holy Spirit leads you as you perform the task associated with your gifts? Here is my offer. Beginning on the second Sunday in January, January the 8th, I will be teaching in three Sundays, the 8th, the 15th, and the 22nd, three classes on spiritual gifts. They will be during the elective times. Haven't figured out exactly when they will be. In these three sessions, we will look at what the spiritual gifts are as they're mentioned in the New Testament. We will contrast spiritual gifts with natural talents and abilities. You will be given, if you come to this class, the opportunity to discover your own spiritual gifts. I know that you're going to be encouraged as you learn about yourself and your gift and your talent and gift mix. You, and I would suspect this will be true, may find a task or ministry around Georgetown Christian that is a perfect fit for you. And you will be challenged to step into areas of service where God's Spirit is wanting to bless you and to bless others through you. So if this class is to take place, then there are three things that need to happen. Number one, if we're going to have this class, we need at least 10 people in the class, okay? Number two, if you are someone that comes to the class, I need you to decide that you're going to commit to the class and that you will participate in the class. If you're not going to come to those three Sundays, provided you haven't died ahead of time, if you're available, then I expect you to come. Don't say, oh, that sounds cool, and then just don't come. I have a hangnail neck. Don't, don't do that. If you're going to come, I expect you commit to coming to participate in the class. And thirdly, know that there's going to be some homework. Not a ton of homework, but there will be homework, stuff to do at your home, hence the term homework. You won't have time to do in class. So those three things. I think all of us will benefit by this class. I can't make you come, but I think it's something if you come that you will find to be enjoyable and very beneficial. Until then, what we have is the black palettes, as we mentioned last Sunday. On the black palettes, you will find back there these cards. And they are two by three by five cards, and they are uh, attached by clothespins. On the front of the card is something that describes a ministry back there. And if it's something that you think you might enjoy doing, then fill out the card that's in the back. This is the contact information card. And take the contact information card and put it in one of those two wooden boxes uh, attached to the black pallets. Now, whenever you sign up for this, 
this does not mean that you are committing to do this, but what you are saying is that I want to be getting some information about this. So somebody will contact you before Wednesday if you sign up one of these cards, and they will let you know what the opportunities are for you. A third opportunity for a decision for you today. Maybe through what you've heard, or maybe through the singing, or how God's Spirit has spoken to you, you might decide that you want to become a Christian. It, maybe you've been thinking about it for some time, but you've never done this. You've never followed through, never been immersed into Jesus. You may be thinking, this is something I need to do, and you can do that today. Maybe you want to know something about spiritual gifts. Maybe you want to know what's my next step in getting closer to God. Maybe you want someone to pray with you or for you. When church is over, if you have a decision to make, then exit this room and turn to your right, and you will see a welcome center. And at the welcome center, there will be people that are there to greet you and to answer your question. On that welcome center, you will also find a sign-up sheet for the spiritual gifts class. If you're interested, you may sign up on that. If you're interested, you may also sign up for the spiritual gifts class on our website, georgesendchristian.org. If you are looking at your phone, then click on the three lines, go to get involved, hit gifts, excuse me, hit e events, and then go to the, the picture that says discovering my ministry class and click on that. It's even easier if you go on your computer. What is it that God wants you to do? Would you bow your head, please? Uh, Father, I don't know what you have for people to do here. I know that we come in with different things in our heart and in our mind. And for some of us in this room, there are things that you want us to do. And for some of us, those are things that we've known for some time, but we put them off and kind of ignored what you've wanted us to move forward on. Father, I pray for the people in this room today and at home that are in this category, that they will not leave today without doing what it is that you want them to do. I pray, Father, that you would help us to be willing to respond when your Holy Spirit leads us, and, and we do the thing that you call us to do, and that we have our hearts open. And I pray for meetings this week that you have that we encounter different people and they're at the right time and we're there at the right time and, and you move us to communicate with them. Invite them to church, talk to them about Jesus, that we are willing to do what you want us to do. Father, thank you that Jesus was willing to come to this earth to give us his life and to make it possible for us to be with you. May we hear your voice May we respond to you. May we do the tasks that are important that you have given to us. May we be the people you want us to be. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.